Hey guys, and welcome back to Talking Business with Kobe Simmons. Our next guest is an incredible person with a huge amount of energy. He lined himself up to compete at the 2000 Sydney Olympics. He's a was a professional athlete in gymnastics. The thing that I really love about him is he's a father of two kids. He tries to have breakfast every morning and a coffee with his family when he can. He's a very busy entrepreneur with a record, and I think is probably one of, one of Australia's most prolific writers. Of his 16 books, 11 of those books, which you've got to check out, and I'll, I'll give you the links when I introduce him, uh, 16 of the 16 books, 11 of those written in one year. He built a bunch of businesses, starting business at 19 years of age. His current business is absolutely fantastic, really simple, really succinct. He, he has built out the business, the business blueprint. He's also running Bizversity, which is, a, is like the Netflix of business. He successfully built one of Australia's first, or actually we think maybe one of the world's first AI-based business advisors. He's been on Sky News, The Today Show, Forbes, ABC Radio. He's talked to Koshi. He's done a heap of stuff online. I'm super excited. The Huffington Post, Business Insider, Men's Health, and GQ. He's done a huge amount. We're like two peas in a pod. So more importantly, the most exciting thing is I found somebody who takes almost as much time off work as I do. So if you're somebody who's interested in building your business, if you're someone who's interested in growing your business, if you're somebody who's interested in aligning yourself and following somebody who is living the dream and you want to get that business freedom and earn that income that you want to learn. Talking business with Kobe Simmon. We're talking about business. I want to introduce you guys this morning to Dale Beaumont. He's an incredible person. Dale, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Appreciate that uh, extensive introduction. Thank you. <laughs> no worries at all. Look, I, I think, um, you know, sometimes we say, hey, introduce yourself. But I think like your reputation precedes you. You've, you've done a huge amount of work. Uh, you're doing great things to set a standard. And I think that the thing that I really love about what we get to talk about this morning is leading by example. And I think you've done a great job in leading by example. And yes, you put in the work and the evidence is there that people can reach out to you and follow. They can follow you on Instagram, Facebook, whole bunch of different platforms, whole bunch of different businesses. And I think for anyone who's thinking about starting, growing, uh, you know, expanding a business or thinking about side hustle to main business or even employees who want to follow somebody who can lead by example, you're a great example. And um, I'm, I'm really excited to be talking to you this morning. So thanks. Thank for you for us. that. All right, let's get into it. Okay, cool. So um, a couple of things I want to expand on, expand on and explore with you this morning. And I think the first thing that we were kind of talking before we kicked off the show this morning is, um, is really talking about business freedom. Um, you know, I took nine weeks off earlier this year, you know, due to COVID, we kind of dodged all the lockdowns and we got away and had a great road trip here in Australia. Talk to me about your view on you know, what you're excited about, you know, kind of outside of work and what drives you to kind of have that work life intermingling. Yeah, sure. So um, outside of, I've been in business for 20 years, outside of business though, um, next, obviously the most important thing is, is family um, and my, my kids, uh, which are growing up very, very fast. I've got two boys and I'll tell you about how I started, you know, traveling and exploring. Um, but that's the other thing I'm really passionate about is, is, is uh, traveling and seeing the world and helping them to experience uh, different, different cultures, different uh, religions, different languages, different, um, just, just different ways of doing things. Um, and, uh, and also I'm passionate about, um, giving back and, and supporting a number of different, uh, charities with a major one being, 
Hands Across the Water, which builds homes in, in Thailand for, for underprivileged children. So that's a big passion of mine as well. Uh, staying fit um, and uh, participating in different sports, learning to surf, um, learning to play a game called pickleball at the moment, which is uh, which is a lot of fun. So yeah, like I think you only get one life and, and you want to kind of like, uh, you know, fill it with as many things as possible and help a lot of people along the way. So that's kind of my mission. Yeah, that's awesome. And and I think that a lot of people fall into this trap that they think, oh, I'm going to start a business or I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I've got to kind of turn off my life, like switch mm. off my life. And, and um, you know, that that's definitely my view of the world. You've got to pick up those experiences along the way. Um, you know, and I'm married to, you know, my wife is a traveler. She's, she self-identifies as a traveler. And, you know, we had a lot of conflict in our relationship early on where it was like, you know, well, I'm like, I'm going hard on business and you got to work before you play. Um, and she's like, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm not going to work. I'm just going to play the whole time. So it was really interesting conflict, which we've resolved to kind of go, okay, well, let's go traveling and, and do that kind of stuff. So, you know, being in business, you know, 20 years and, and that's a long journey and there's lots of highs and lows and, and it's a roller coaster. Um, what are the, some of the things that you, you can, can consciously say along the way that you've decided to do and built that have given you that opportunity for freedom? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so first seven years, I worked probably seven days a week. This is from 2001 to 2007. So I poured every kind of waking hour, uh, when I, when I wasn't sleeping or eating, uh, was just working <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, that that's fine, but, um, you, you can't sustain that for, for a long period of time. And if you try and do that, then other things in your life are going to start breaking, whether that be, you know, your marriage or your health, uh, your relationship with family and friends, and also just your own mental health and, and well-being and so um something kind of had to to give and for for, for me uh, it was becoming a father uh, so in 2007 our first uh, son arrived and uh, I looked at this kind of like beautiful child and uh, I remember someone like a friend of mine coming to the hospital it was kind of like a mentor of mine a lady in her 60s and she said just wait mark my words that one day you'll blink and you'll wake up and this little child here will be saying dad where's the keys to the car and that kind of just really made me realize the fact that um yeah, that, that, that life, you know, can, can go so quickly. And we want to, I don't want to spend the next 10 years of my life just, just working and getting to the point whereby I finally kind of got a you know, large sum of money and, and I've got my time. And then all of a sudden, you know, my, my kids, um, they're, they're off, they're, they're gone, they're living their own life. Um, and so what I decided to do, and another thing was a pivotal moment at that point, I read the book, the four hour week by, by Tim Ferriss. And he kind of introduced this idea of rather than doing the, you know, the 40 plan, you know, working 40 hours, uh, you know, a year, 40, 40 hours a week for 40 years of your life to retire on 40% of your income. Um, you can like 65 or 70 now or 75 is when most people retire. Um, you should take these mini retirements all throughout your working life. And so we sort of sat down because for that period of time, our business was our life and everything else fit around that. We said, no, 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 that's kind of like, that's the wrong way around. We need to put our life first and what we want and build the business that gives us the life that we want. And so what do we want to do? Well, we wanted to be able to spend time with our children. We wanted to be able to travel. We wanted to see the world. Uh, we want to create amazing memories and experiences, um, you know, with each other and with our kids. And so what we decided to do was to reinvent our business and how we structured things and uh, start following this formula of doing two months work, one month uh, not work or travel. Um, so being somewhere else uh, in the world. So we started that in 2008. 
uh, where we uh, did two months work, one month off, two months work, one month. I mean, doing that basically up until COVID hit, uh, we had been having about four, sometimes five months off uh, every year. Uh, and um, we have, as a result of that, we've traveled now as a family to more than 85 countries around the world. And uh, we've had incredible uh, experiences, been down to Antarctica, been up basically to the uh, the North Pole, um, as far north as you can kind of <laughs> get where there's still yep, land. Yep. Um, we have, um, yeah, we've gone to see Santa Claus in his uh, village. We've, uh, you know, gone all throughout the, uh, oh, anyway, I'm not going to so sit here and go through all my travels, <laughs> but uh, it's it's been an amazing uh, journey. So, um, yeah, I can talk a bit about how I've been able to do that, what you need in place, the mindset, the systems, the staff, you know, the um uh, all of the different structure and and what's so good is now that yeah while I'm away I can still can keep my uh, finger on the pulse I can still run my business there's a few apps that I use uh, that help me to stay um, stay connected to what's going on uh, in my business as well so that's one of the unique things about building a business today is it is possible for you to actually you know have this amazing life and travel the world and still run a business at the same time you just don't have to be there physically or do everything anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's definitely something that I'd like to explore because the, the the kinds of people listening to this are two things. One is they can be a general manager. They can be that kind of that key person working for an entrepreneur. They can be, you know, in a in a, a specific scope. You know, they might be in a specific role in an organization in a team of, say, five or six or seven managers. So I have, you know, I think we've got eight managers now that are heads of parts of our business and they've got big teams under them. Um, so that, you know, we've got listeners that are, that are coming in from that direction. We've got business owners coming in from their direction. So I think I, I want to take this conversation in two parts. Uh, the first part, obviously, is if you're, think, if you're somebody, actually, let me circle back. Dale's, anyone listening, Dale's got some great courses. Um, if you have a look at Biz, Bizversity, if you Google that or you go to dalebeaumont.com, you can check out uh, a bunch of his courses. And a couple of his courses there are, and videos on his YouTube channel, How to Start a Business. So I think that's something that if you if you haven't checked him out, go and check out those videos and check out that stuff. So Dale, if we just touch on that for a minute, for somebody who's say got a side hustle, um, and you know they're kind of saying, you know what, I I think there's more for me in life. I've just heard Kobe and Dale talk about the fact that actually I can start a business, I can travel because I'm passionate about travel, for example. Um, what would be two or three things that they can can start to think about to go from side hustle to main hustle? Um, and maybe flip from, you know, kind of full-time and side hustle to part-time and, and, and build their hustle. Yeah, cool. So, uh, yeah, so if you're someone that's, that's got a sort of side hustle, hustle going, you know, we want to be able to turn that from just, uh, you know, a small income into to a larger income. So you can, uh, you know, go, go full-time. And as you said, you know, make it your, your primary sort of uh, source of, uh, of income. Uh, as you're building it, the mindset has always got to be this. Will I ever have to do this again? Um, because anything that you're doing on a repeated basis, you can actually systemize and you can pass on to someone else. And eventually what you want to understand about business, one of my mentors said to me once, you want to be the general of the army, not the soldier in the trenches. So you don't want to be the person that's having to do all the work. Now you start, all of us start as the worker, all of us start as the doer. But if you stay as the doer, uh, you'll be trapped in your business for forever. And basically, as soon as you stop, the money stops because your whole business is dependent on you. 
So what you need to do is you need to start taking what it is that you do, uh, your processes, your kind of like workflows uh, from everything to, uh, you know, how you respond to emails, to how you book kind of meetings, to how you uh, generate uh, invoices, how you kind of like follow up, um, you know, clients and how you onboard clients, everything, every single aspect of your business from your marketing, sales, operations, you know, your HR, uh, all of that stuff needs to be documented and, and systemized. Um, and then what you need to do is obviously hire someone that I could, can actually um, do those uh, elements for you. Now, they're not just going to, you know, kind of do whatever they want. They're going to be following your system, your uh, procedure, um, because you, what you want to be able to do is to pass it on to someone else so you can go and figure out the next thing that's going to uh, grow your business, the next opportunity or the next problem that you can solve. So anything you're going to be doing on a repeated basis, you need to systemize, and then you need to um, uh, hire someone else to do that. Now, you can start by hiring, and I think every entrepreneur, even if you're small, should start by hiring a part-time virtual assistant, someone that's normally based in the in the Philippines. If you're living in uh, this this part of the world or anywhere in the world, you could benefit from someone uh, in the Philippines. You can hire them for five, six, seven dollars an hour, and uh, then you can go out and do jobs that are going to pay you a hundred or two hundred or three hundred dollars uh, an hour. And what type of uh, activities make that amount of money? Uh, it's normally marketing and sales. Marketing and sales is the basically the engine room of your business. Uh, everything else, like marketing and sales, is the accelerator everything else is the break so what you want to be doing is focusing your time more on marketing and sales and less time on the other stuff that you do uh, in your uh, business so there are a few little tips there and I can expand on some of those uh, if you wish yeah look no I think that's um that's a fantastic segue into um in, into something that Dale's got going at the moment and that is that he's got a one-day marketing workshop it's available through his website you can go to businessblueprint.com um, is that that's the correct website, I assume? Yeah, um, businessblueprint.com. I run this great event called the uh, Ultimate One Day Marketing Bootcamp, which you'll find out about on the website. But because we just uh, chatted about those two other points before, which is building systems and hiring virtual assistants, I've created these um, two free videos. They go for an hour long each. One's how to systemize your business step by step. And the other one's how to find, uh, how to hire, how to manage virtual assistants. So I give that content away for free because I think it's essential. If you want to get to that next level in business, you can't be the person that does everything. So if you go to businessblueprint.com forward slash training, you'll be able to access those two additional workshops uh, for free. Perfect, perfect. And they're great courses and they're great workshops that I think everyone should go check out. They're free. You can jump in. Um, he's got some great um, other content that you can you can drop your email address in there, and I'd recommend you do that so that you can get notifications and see what else he's got going because he's got heaps heaps in the pipeline. The next thing that I want to explore just around that, and um, you know, in terms of some of the the smaller and medium sized organisations, there's always well, not always. There's eventually two or three or four key people that you know the entrepreneurial person that might be listening can lean on. Um, had a great conversation with um, one of our heads of sales in one of our businesses yesterday. Uh, really good guy, a lot of experience. He's got a team of about six uh, reporting into him in one of our businesses. What's your advice for somebody who is going to stay the employee? Um, you know, they're, 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 they're choosing to continue that career path. Um, they're going to maybe, you know, they're not necessarily want to have this massive freedom and massive income. They're choosing to say, no, actually... I want to help. Um, I want to help the entrepreneur. Like I'm on board with this mission. Like I've bought the why. Like I'm drinking the Kool Aid. 
I want to be in this team. I want to be part of this team. I don't want to be the person out right out in the spotlight. I'm happy to have a little bit of the, you know, the, the sunshine on me as well, but um, they're, they're going along on that journey. What's your advice to say one of your general managers or one of your key people working for you to kind of, you know, what should they be focusing on themselves to continue to help that worthy cause progress? Yeah, sure. So yeah, if you're a, a, um, a, an entrepreneur, which is someone that like has those entrepreneurial tendencies, meaning that you you treat the business as, as, as your own, and that's what you should be doing. That's probably the number one piece of advice is, is act as if you own it. Um, if you have that type of mindset and that type of philosophy where you have that care factor, that, um, that this is this is you know my business in a way, um, then you'll become indispensable to the to, to the business and the business owner will kind of finally feel like oh, there's someone else that's carrying this load. It's not all just me. It's not it's not um, you know I've got some some type of help and I can go away and, and have a, like a weekend or a, a holiday and know that the business is going to be looked after. So if you want to. Um, to become um, indispensable and you want to make more money, then basically become more valuable and how you become more valuable is treat the business uh, like your like your own. So that'll be probably the number one um, tip. And then over time as well, what you really need to do is you need to start building a team underneath you, you know, as well. So you can then start doing things that are more productive, you know, in the business. And then you can start to contribute into areas of marketing and sales so you can grow the revenue further. And if you're actually now growing the business, not just maintaining the business, then again, you know, your pay and your opportunities and your rewards, you know, will go up. And uh, you may even get to the point after a few years where you could even uh, be earning some type of uh, profit share in the business and you may be by that time you know well within your rights to sort of ask for something like that because you can say look at the growth you know through my efforts and through through my team that I have uh, created as well we've gone from here to here and uh, I'd really love to be able to um, make sure I'm sharing in the upside of this uh, this journey. Yeah and you, you, that that's exactly right you made a really good point earlier about you know, to, to the people that are business owners listening, this is also applicable to any sort of, you know, managers or people that want to grow in an organization, be part of the accelerator, not the break. You know, mm. it, it is, you know, help with sales and marketing and help with revenue growth and, and, and start thinking about, well, you know, am I helping the business to make more money or am I helping the business to be more profitable? Am I helping the business to be more attractive? But what Dale was talking about there was, you know, it's, it's about the accelerator. So, so if we now target what we're talking about to, to sales and marketing, if you like, um, what are your thoughts on, um, on, on this concept of curiosity and choosing a business idea and validating whether, you know, whether this is, you know, I'm being a focus group of one and it's just in my head or actually looking out at the market. So someone's maybe got a side hustle, they've started, they think it's a really good idea, they're kind of solving a problem. What's your advice to entrepreneurs uh, because they've come up with an idea they want to pitch to their boss or an entrepreneur who's saying, actually, I need to pivot, expand, or I want to grow my business, where do they start? Yeah, normally I recommend whether you're a business owner or you're an entrepreneur uh, and you've got an idea. Uh, you know, ideas are, are great, uh, but it's all everything's really all about execution. And it's all about actually seeing if it's going to, to work uh, for the minimum sort of time and effort sort of like uh, possible. So basically, think of yourself like a scientist doing an experiment to say, okay, here's an idea. Um, and I think it's pretty good, uh, but let's kind of test it. So um, maybe you're going to do a sample size. If you've got a 
a database of a thousand people, and I'm going to send an offer out to 50 people and see how many people reply. And if no one replies, then it's probably a good indication to say, okay, <laughs> something's not right here. The product or service, you know, isn't kind of right or, or the messaging isn't quite right, et cetera. But normally the best ideas come not from you. <laughs> the best ideas normally come from the customers that you're trying to serve. So yes, you might have a hunch, but then I'd recommend to anyone, you know, do what we call customer interviews and you can Google just customer interview questions. There's heaps of templates that are out there uh, online where you're going to interview 15 or maybe 20 people for about half an hour each. I know it's going to take time because no one wants to do this. They just want to jump straight into it. But normally they end up wasting weeks or months of time on stuff that doesn't work. So talk to 20 people and ask them those customer interview questions about, you know, uh, and it goes deeper than just what's your problem and whatever, but would you pay money for this? And also see if you can actually like sell it and say, okay, great. Well, if I was to give you a 20% discount on this future product that I haven't created yet, would you be willing to uh, purchase it? now and if the person says yes you go great what's your credit card number and if they pause or if they hesitate or if they are oh, you know they're just kind of being kind and they're just telling you all the things that you want to hear what your job is to do is and it's not about getting the money it's just about making sure that they're willing and able to part with their money then you know if you've got someone that's willing to pay for something that you haven't even built right now then you know you're on to uh, a winner because most people, they just talk to their friends and family or people that they kind of know and they say, yeah, that's a great idea. Um, but uh, it's like the real good ideas are ones that people actually want to pay for and they want to pay for like now. Like right now, that's exactly, that is incredibly great advice. It's advice that I give uh, all the time. It's, you know, we call it the rapid launch. Can you rapid launch mm. this thing? Can you get prepayments? A lot of authors do it. You know, a lot of authors will say, you know, you can pre-buy my book right now. It's coming out in six months time. Um, you know, I've, I've, I think I've bought a dozen books that way where I'm, you know, I can't wait to get that new thing. And I'm happy to support that author uh, with that process. So they're good examples. Can you rapid launch your product? Mm. If we think about, again, thinking about entrepreneurs and intrapreneurs, I really like that term. Um, and I'd forgotten about it. Honestly, it slipped from my mm. vocabulary, which is thanks for reminding me. Um, with regards to sales and influence, so whether we're trying to influence the market, influence customers, influence internally um, for these these kind of internal people that are you know that are talking to others and pitching their ideas and concepts, what are your tips on on you know internal and external influence in terms of you know is there a sequence, is there a process? How does someone go about you know improving that skill? Improving their ability to influence others. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, this is a kind of a, a topic that um, that is always fun to learn about and to to study. Uh, there's an amazing uh, book slash audio file that you can purchase. Probably one of the best things that I've ever bought. I think it's like twenty bucks or something like that. Uh, and it's called the One Sentence Persuasion. So it's how to influence others. Uh, in one sentence. So what this guy has done is is um, basically created these these five core principles for influencing others and put it into a single sentence. And once you understand and remember this sentence, it just helps you to influence uh, uh, people more effectively. So the sentence, I'll, I'll, um, I'll give you the sentence, but I still want you to go and buy the book because it's definitely worth it. And you need to listen to the whole thing. It goes for about an hour and a half um, and it's, it's gold. And basically the sentence is this, people will do almost anything for those people that build their dreams, allay their fears, confirm their suspicions, um, uh, 
there's one more. Uh, I, I lay there. So, so first of all, build their, see if I can remember this, build their dreams. So what your job is to do is show people the result, the outcome, you know, what, what's actually possible. Um, so, and then you need to allay their fears. You know, everyone has fears around sort of taking action. So working out what those fears are and addressing those fears and concerns, you know, ahead of time. Um, and then it's justify their failures. You know, people, unfortunately, this is one of those, there's things that people don't want to take responsibility most. So it's like, it's not your fault. You know, it's not your fault that you're overweight, your metabolism, but if you fix your metabolism, you know, so it's about kind of giving people a kind of easy way out and just to help them to understand that their past, um, you know, that's okay that things weren't great in the past, but now because of me and because of what we can do, things are going to be much better uh, in, in the future. So um, I'll see if I can Google the that's fourth it. one. So we got a um, um, massive shout out to Luke, um, Luke and Cam, who help us with the podcast and produce all of this and make Dale and I look amazing. So what Luke and Cam are going to do is we'll drop links in the description to um, to that content. All of Dale's stuff, all of his links uh, will we'll drop into the description. So um, you're exactly right. Like a, a, my view of the world is that if someone sees you as someone that's going to help them get what they want out of life. And so, you know, there's building blocks to that. So, you know, people like to feel heard, people like to talk about themselves. Um, and, and obviously, if you can get somebody talking about themselves, and you can acknowledge them and say, yeah, I hear you. And, you know, I see that that's important for you. What are your goals? And then they by asking about their goals and showing that you understand their goals, they start to make assumptions that you're going to help them achieve their goals. So um, I like the fact that you can do that in one sentence. And I'm someone who likes to work really smart and not hard because I'm notoriously lazy. So I'm trying to be as smart and as efficient as possible. So I don't have to put as much energy in. So um, I like the idea of the one sentence. It's like, um, you know, in Dumb and Dumber and they said, you know, you can get abs in six minutes. It's like, well, I'm going to get abs in five minutes, you know? So. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, so uh, yeah, I recommend this. There's a couple that I've just given given you, but if you want the rest, just just go get the uh, audio file. I make nothing from it, but it's just uh, really great content. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, just um, taking a completely different direction, um, I want to explore with you what's on your bucket list. Like what what are the next couple of things on your on your on your on your life bucket list? <laughs> Let me pull it up. Um, so yeah, there's uh, lots of things that, uh, well, I'm really keen to get back to, to traveling. Uh, you know, one of the biggest ones is to, to go to 100, travel to 100 countries. Um, so we've been to 85, which is pretty good, um, but really keen to, uh, to get to 100. Um, what else? So um, learning to surf, I've actually already ticked that one off, buying a motorbike, I've done that one now as well. I want to run in the London or the Berlin uh, Marathon. I want to do the world's uh, highest uh, bungee jump. Uh, I want to get my license for being able to skydive uh, solo. Um, what else here? Uh, just some small kind of, uh, I, I wanted to do a, um, actually I had it, had it booked. It was supposed to be next week, but it got, uh, got cancelled, hopefully it rescheduled. I want to do like an advanced you know, driving kind of like horse with uh, Mercedes-Benz AMG. So that will hopefully be happening soon. Um, to uh, go horseback riding in Mongolia, go to Oktoberfest uh, in Munich, Germany. A lot of them have to do with uh, <laughs> when we travel, uh, yeah. visit the Smithsonian Museum in Washington, uh, D.C. Um, to go skiing uh, in, in Aspen, uh, go to, to Kenya and see the Maasai Warriors. So I could, I could go on and on and on um, <laughs> in terms of yeah, yeah. things I want to do. 
Yeah, in fact, I've just bought um, a book and it's called a, th- a thousand, one thousand bucket list ideas. It's, it's, it's literally my by my bed at home. So when, before I go to bed, I just flick through and, and uh, read it and look at all the things that uh, that you can do. Yeah, nice. And uh, and I think um like I was going to ask you for a book recommendation, and I will ask you for one. But um you know I think that um, what I've just observed about Dale and myself is that we've both got a document. Um, I got a Google Doc with. Uh, with all my bucket list items and when I was away for nine weeks I was I was actually honestly taking that much time off it it gave me a chance to do a heap of self-reflection and I, I actually felt a little bit rudderless even though I was ticking off bucket list items and I revisited my list and and you know there's a bunch of professional and personal stuff and and, and I love some of those uh, those things but so where, where did you go walk about when you said that you well, went uh, went traveling for nine weeks where did you go well we we managed to escape from Sydney on the 7th of June and we we committed to taking some people to Cape York. So we've been up there a few times, which is right up to the very tip of the northeastern part of Australia at the north of, of Queensland. And, and um, we've done we've done it once before. Um, you know, we'll hook up an off-road trailer in our four by four and and we've got a land cruiser and and uh, we'll just disappear off into the desert or the bush or the Kimberley or um, you know, obviously due to COVID, we, we were like, all right, well let's be a bit focused here. And we try to do one trip in Australia. And then one trip overseas and we kind of alternate and that you know my wife likes overseas and i like australia and we get a good blend so did you um, drive yeah. all the way up yeah we drove so we did sixteen thousand kilometers in nine weeks and um, wow. yes we drove up and we managed to kind of as we went north sydney collapsed and then we were up really far north and we came back and fiona's father lives in queensland so we stopped there and and had a great time um you know we, harley my son we've just got one child and he had you know some amazing time with his grandfather like he's He's 11 and, and over the years of his life, he's kind of seen his grandfather when he comes down to Sydney for a weekend or a wedding or a birthday, sees him for a day or two days. And then, then granddad goes home and he, you know, talks to him on Skype and or Zoom or FaceTime. FaceTime now, because we've got granddad an iPhone. But um, so we we kind of stopped at his house because Sydney was in lockdown. And we we're like, well, we, we homeschooling started. We might as well just stay in Queensland. So we stayed on the Sunshine Coast for three weeks. We stayed in their house they've got a, a granny flat out the back and and everyone had their space and so granddad and and grandson got to spend some time together and we ended up actually um buying granddad's old car off him and we brought that home so you know to the to the car keys for the child the car's in the driveway so um he's still got a few years before he can drive he's practicing driving it in the driveway and and on the farm so so i think that um you know for us it was really good that quality family time uh, we thought, well, what else can we do? So we went and did a road. We went, all right, well, we let's extend our holiday. So we went to Fraser Island for a week and that's that's incredible. Um, and then Queensland went into lockdown. So we just went, all right, what do we do? So I just, I'm like Googling ideas for outback travel in Queensland to get away from yeah. Queensland lockdown. And we started a Queensland outback pub crawl. So we're like, let's go to all the amazing outback pubs. And the highlight of the trip is uh, we went to the, the Nindagully pub where uh, for anyone who's Australian and listening, the paperback hero with Claudia Carvin and Hugh Jackman was shot. And they make a famous burger called the Road Train Burger. It's a five and a half kilo burger. It's got a one and a half kilo patty and they serve it on this huge plate. It's $80 and it is just this fest of food and they serve it with a bread knife and you have kind of four or five or six or 10 people and you cut slices like you're cutting a cake. And it was incredible. You know, we got through about a quarter between the three of us. But, you know, just an incredible experience to kind of have, it's just camping and it's there's there's not kind of all this other stuff that gets involved in life around us and just really good quality time. 
we managed to drive around the lockdown and go to the snow. So, so um, you know, Sydney, you know, wow. the, the Australian ski fields this year were effectively, you know, closed due to COVID because all the Sydney siders couldn't go to the snow. So we managed to get the best season, I think, in 30 years to ourselves. So the regional lockdown sent us home. But, but I think for us, you know, with the remoteness and the, you know, we can, you know, maybe in another conversation, we can do a deep dive into the apps that you can use to run your business. But, you know, I, I've, I've, to your point earlier, I've delegated as many things as I possibly could to people. Um, the one thing I've struggled to dele delegate at this point is the vision, which is why I wanted to kind of explore what an entrepreneur can do. Um, and so, you know, they, the team were able to run a quarterly review without me. Um, they were they were able to do some great stuff. And so, yeah, it was it was good to just wander around. And and um, a couple of years ago, we did seven weeks in the Kimberley. So well, I can obviously go on all awesome. day about love myself. It, love it. But, it's um you know it is a lot of fun and and um and the, and the business had um, one of its most successful quarters in my absence which for any entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs listening the entrepreneurs know that when the entrepreneurs are around they just create a mess and they create chaos and and that kind of stuff and and yes you need to have internal disruption but um but uh you know i think that, that that's really good to have that acknowledgement so kind of final question for you as a leader with your team what are some of the leadership realizations that you've come to over the last couple of years that you've kind of, you've like, oh, I wish I'd known that in the beginning when you were starting with, you know, with people and leading people. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, at some point you've got to make the transition to from just like when you're starting out in business, it's like, you know, here's all the things that you need to do. And then you basically go, here's another person and here's all the things that you need to do. And you basically just load up their plate with stuff to do. And it's pretty much just like, do this and have you done that? And here's the next thing to do. Um, now that'll only get you kind of so far because it basically means that you are the person that's feeding everyone, all of the jobs, all of the tasks. And you can do that with maybe two, maybe three, maybe four people. But then after that, you know, it just that type of, leadership, that type of management just does not work. Um, so that's where you need to basically start giving people like roles and responsibilities and areas of the business that they now need to look after with that as well, work out what the KPIs are um, for that particular, um, that particular role. And like, if these three things are going up, then you're doing great. Um, and how you get there, and this is a hard thing to, to, to sort of like do, but how you get there is up to you. You know, I'm going to kind of let go and give you that free reign to be able to decide how you're going to go about doing it. But at the end of the day, this is the outcome that we need because that those three things feed this thing. And, uh, and that creates, uh, you know, that, that keeps the business moving forward. And so that's really where you need to start stepping back and you need to start letting go. And you need to be that, that general rather than the, the kind of the, the, the soldier um, telling people uh, constantly uh, what, what to do. Um, so that's really kind of where you need to ultimately get to. And then beyond that, once you, is, is really you become a coach and, and you become someone like, for example, if you're trying to figure something out, you, you shouldn't be the person up late at night Googling everything. It's just like, you know, ask them the, the question, um, you know, what, 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 uh, what, what do you think? And what's the best way to solve it? And there's this kind of really good formula, which is, you know, one problem, three suggestions, one recommendation. So you can train your staff to sort of come to you and say, look, you've got an issue, you've got a problem, come to me, but make sure you define the problem. 
okay? Because there's no point just talking and talking and talking. We need to kind of go, okay, what are we dealing with here? But you, if you come to me with a problem, that's fine, but you've got to already have done some research uh, to come up with three possible solutions to that particular problem. I don't want to just hear problems, 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 problems. I want to hear problems and solutions. And I want you to come up with three solutions. And then based on what you have discovered in your research, I want you to make one recommendation uh, as of those three things, which do you recommend we do and why? And then you can basically pitch that to me. Um, so then from there that you become a, basically a coach coaching your, your sort of team, they come to you with a problem and say, well, yeah, I can totally understand how that's a really a big issue right now. So what are your uh, three solutions uh, to that problem and hear them all out and then, okay, great. Well, so what, what's your recommendation? Uh, this, all right, well, I think that's that, that sounds about right. Well, why don't we give it a shot and we'll focus on that for the next two weeks and you can report back and let me know how you went. Or actually, out of those three recommendations, I really think that not number one, but number two is going to be better and here's why because based on my previous experience, et cetera, et cetera. So let's do this instead um, because I believe it's going to be more effective. Great. And then you can kind of like move forward. So it's not being the person that becomes the, the fountain of all knowledge, not being the problem solver, not being the person that does all of the uh, the thinking is the person that asks the questions that, that then, uh, helps people come to a joint decision, take ownership for it, so they can kind of like move forward. And ultimately, you know, they, um, if they do a great job, great, they can own it and give them all of the praise and all of the um, recognition. And if they make a mistake, hey, look, you know, I was there to support you with it. And, and I, we made the decision together. That's bad luck. Let's just, you know, we can always change it and always fix it. And let's just move on. Yeah, awesome. Look, there, there is so much more that we could talk about and so much more that we could explore. So that's going to be the incentive for everybody to connect with you and go find you. So we're going to drop some links in the description below the YouTube video. We'll put some in the description of the podcast. But more importantly, where's the best place to reach out to you to ask a question? Where's the best place for people to connect to you online? That's kind of your favorite platform you want to promote right now. Yeah, so um, businessblueprint.com would be where I recommend you start. There's heaps of free training there. Start with a free training. There's the one-day marketing bootcamp, which is awesome. And also I've got four or five other free workshops there that you can access on demand. Go to businessblueprint.com forward slash training. If you go through that training, I'm happy to spend five, 10 minutes with any person that has a couple of questions after. Uh, you can connect with me on, on Facebook. Send me a message via Facebook Messenger. Um, it's probably the, the main one, but if you want to follow me on Instagram and and YouTube and the other socials, uh, that's that's fine too. And I'll do my best to uh, help anyone um, that I can. That's awesome. Look, go check out Dale on Instagram because yes, he's been practicing this new amazing game that's a cross between tennis and badminton. Badminton. He's also recently been checking out and trialing a flight board. So if you don't know what a flight board is, go check out the flight board. He posted a great video on Instagram of his flight board and you can check out his cool little motorbike because he's recently got his bike license. So Dale Beaumont, it's been absolutely amazing having you on the show today. I really appreciate your time. I know everyone's tight for time right now. So go check out Dale's content. And if you don't see us on the Kobe Simmet audio experience and talking business, if you don't see us on best practice TV, you'll definitely see me right here next time on talking business with Kobe Simmet. Bye for now. Thanks Dale. It's been great to have you. Yes. Thanks so much. Great to chat with you.